Is there anything better than going on a hike to one of the United States' beautiful national parks, grabbing a friend or two and going out and enjoying all that nature has to offer? Now imagine that on this trail you look up and your friend, who is just beside you, is gone. You look around for hours and can't find them. Eventually, you call the authorities and suddenly search party after search party is launched. Your friend is never found. This story is in fact reality to some people. Are these terrible coincidences or is there a sinister pattern to the missing people in our national parks? Learn about the missing 411 conspiracy today on What's Your Theory? What's the 411 on the missing 411? I don't know, Jared. I don't either. <laughs> well, Will, we're back again. Back at it again. Back at it again. With the white vans. Damn. Back at it again with the mustard-colored vans. Mustard vans. The black Nikes. It is what but it we is. we still back. Do apologize for the, the delay on the episode. Life's busy. Yeah, life's kind of busy. Uh... I feel like I don't have much of a, like an actual excuse other than I finally got to see the Avett brothers for the first time in like two or three years over this past weekend. They had uh, canceled their New Year's Eve show oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, rescheduled to the 19th of this month. And luckily they didn't reschedule this one. So I was actually <laughs> able to see them again. It was, it's just like seeing an old friend. Yeah. Well, that's a good excuse in it. That's as good of an excuse as any. I mean, yeah, I guess so. That was that probably the first concert you've been to since the pandemic. Yeah, in like my first concert in like two or three years. Yeah, it was. It was weird because I. I I didn't really feel nervous. I guess just because it felt so. Like old times. Yeah, but the, the, they were still pretty safe with it. So. It, it was just good to be able to get out there and, and listen to some live music again. Yeah. And man, they killed it. I, I, said, I need to listen to more of their music. Man, they're, they're so good. I uh, I feel like I don't do them any justice because I hardly listen to them anymore. Like if they... I, I usually don't skip a song if it comes across the, the playlist there, but... This, uh, this just reminded me... Um, have you ever heard of the band Dury? Dury? Yeah. I don't think so. They're they're a pretty new band. Um I think you look exactly like the the I hope I do. The and brother. I, because everyone has a doppelganger. Oh, this guy looks cool too. I kind of see it actually, and normally I don't, but Look at this picture too. I can kind of see it. Yeah, I've I've always been so angry because there's no blatant like celebrity or someone that I look like. But I feel like I can look at some of my friends and be like, I think you resemble so and so, and it's like, yeah, I can I can kind of see it. But there's never been anyone that I think I resemble. But Sorry. I think I feel like that guy's pretty close. Yeah, I. I saw, um, I actually found them on TikTok whenever they released their first, I guess, big single. Mm -hmm. oh, big. Uh, Who's Laughing Now? 
We'll have to listen to it after we get done yeah, with this yeah. episode. Sorry, I've got to answer. Um, do we have heavy cream? <laughs> we do. We do have heavy cream. But um, they're yeah, great. They're I'll like a new, new-ish. They're kind of all over the place now because I've got um, some songs that were written before that song that are like a different style. Yeah. And then they've now kind of shifted into more of what that song is. More like an angsty kind of... I, they give me like the late '90s kind of vibes. Okay, perfect, perfect. But um, really like. Them. I'll have to check them out. Yeah, Dury. Um, but yeah, we have to do at least one tangent to start out the episode yeah. before we ever even get close to the topic. Well, we have to, we have to reconvene with each other too and catch exactly. up. Exactly. It was only a weekend, but still. Yeah, I feel like it was. It, that that weekend did last quite a while i feel like yeah and like last week was like spring break for me so it was like yeah. a weird twilight zone kind of <laughs> yeah i'd say so i forgot about spring break yeah i miss the uh the feeling of spring break yeah spring break going out for a for a hike maybe going backpacking trip or something maybe not coming back maybe never coming back at all <laughs> maybe never being found period whatsoever maybe uh the things you've done now live on in the stories from your friends because well we might find out why because in this episode we might so the missing 411 conspiracy did you know anything about this before we we uh we started researching i did not actually uh when we were talking about what we wanted to record we we had it up against this and something else and uh when you mentioned this, I, I I feel like somewhere in the back of my mind, I was I was mm, that does sound familiar, but I, I I didn't know anything until I I actually like done some research and looked it all up and like I was telling you earlier, it it yeah. terrifies me now. Some yeah. of the things that I've maybe done or like maybe I have strayed too far from the path. Yeah, because I feel like I definitely have. Like, but we 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 we'll talk more about that, but. Do you want to go through a quick rundown of what, in in general, this four one missing four one one is? Yeah. Uh, so I've got um kind of a basic description here. So it's basically a pattern of disappearances in the U.S. national parks, and this goes back all the way. Um, the first account that I'm going to give is from 1938. So basically, you know, people go missing and are either never found, found in places that they should not have been, or some other sort of weird occurrence happens um, surrounding their disappearance. Right. Um, and this was kind of brought to life by, uh, I should have looked up a pronunciation for his name. It, it It is a last name where I was like, I need to put this through the Google voice thing before the episode, but I forgot to do that because I didn't want to botch it too. So it's uh, David Pollied. I'm going to go Pollied, Pollied, Pollied. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with that. If it's wrong, I apologize. Sorry, um, David. So he was an ex-cop, um, former SWAT team member, um, got out of the business. I couldn't really find anything exactly why he retired and moved away from that kind of work. But um, he was then obsessed with Bigfoot. As one is. Yeah, he wrote two books about Bigfoot, um, published by himself. I should have looked up the names of those books, but I, I do know that they exist. And... 
then um, while he was doing research for his books in a national park, a park ranger apparently told him about these missing uh, persons cases. And he then started writing um, books called The Missing 411. Mm-hmm. So all I think there's four books. They kind of go just cover all of these disappearances that have happened um, over the course of, I guess, almost 100 years now. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so some interesting stuff about this. So he, in his research, he contacted the parks to learn about, like to see if he could get any information on these people mm-hmm. who went missing. Um, and he used the Freedom of Information Act. So basically that is, you can go to the government and say, hey, I want this record. And then they're supposed to be like, okay, here you go. Uh, the parks denied him most of the time. And while I would be like, this is kind of fine. It's, it's an active investigation. Some of them are active yeah. investigations. I can see why um, that that would not want to be like disclosed information. The Their reasoning is very, it's kind of strange. And if his account is to be accurate, very suspicious. Okay. Um, so I'm going to say this is going to lean towards, this is what he says happened. Um the the truth of the matter is that he did contact and was denied right. freedom of information uh, requests. There is no like, there's exactly no, why. Yeah, like we what, don't really what, know why. We just have his word. Yeah, he said um, that whenever he was investigating at least one uh, missing persons case, he contacted with the the request, and they sent back and they're like, no. And then he was like, well, why? <laughs> <laughs> why um basically he was looking for what like statistics on how many people have gone missing mm-hmm. and not found you know within a certain um time frame and they were like yeah we don't keep statistics on that and he was like okay um what if i like what if you gave us some numbers that we could you know parse through and i could pay somebody to Hmm. investigate and figure it out and like no and then um he was like so if a list like this were to exist how much money would it take to get it and um they were like well it doesn't but like 2.5 million dollars jeez so i don't know that's highly suspect if, if that went down like that i think that that's super suspicious yeah 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 because one, why would a government-ran National Park Service not keep a statistic on how many people go missing yes. in their parks? Um, I feel like that's Park Service 101. Yeah. And then another um, little detail I forgot to add is he does, like, in his – I have not read the books, so I, I can't, like, speak to this 100%, but I know enough about them that in the books he does – like use certain criteria to meet this conspiracy i guess we're mm-hmm. gonna just call it that um whereas stuff that like um obvious foul play um obvious suicide and other things like that are excluded from right. the data that he um keeps up with and um now that i'm saying that i should have looked up um the exact number because i know he has a number on like the exact number of disappearances that meet that criteria i know it's in the thousands i think it's like <laughs> I want to say I saw the same thing, maybe like 
sixteen hundred is like coming to my head. It was something up there. It yeah. it was definitely over a thousand, but it was an insane number just to have been you know like yeah. swept under the rug. Yeah, and to meet that like criteria. Yeah, I think yeah, it's crazy. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Um, so. And and if and 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 again, if you wanna if you wanna take his word for what it is. Why would a list like that, if it were to exist, cost that cost two point five million dollars? So, it's also worth noting that in his books, he doesn't ever um, give an exact reason. Mm-hmm. He typically he, his kind of thing is like these are the statistics. Like I don't know why I'm just trying to bring this to light that this exists, yeah, just and to the government is yeah. trying to hide this information for whatever reason. And that always makes me think like <laughs> you could argue that you and I are conspiracy nuts. We have a podcast that talks about conspiracies, but he's the type of person and I won't use conspiracy nut. That's kind of got like a negative connotation to it. Yeah. But isn't it so funny that that people who are who brings stuff like that to light where yeah it could it could straddle the line between conspiracy or just coincidence but it's it's leaning more towards the conspiracy side because like you said all these things are lining up all the criteria for those statistics are are, have have met you know the standard or whatever Mm -hmm. and uh you always just see people like that and portrayed so freaking crazy yeah I wonder if that's just the government man trying to make us think that they're crazy, dude. It it does not help his credibility that he was obsessed with. Big that's what that's. But bit. see, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Why, why? Like, of course, that's the first thing you're going to see when you when you look up this guy, or that's one of the first things I guess you'd see. Yeah. Because uh, everyone's so easy to laugh off Bigfoot, but yeah. something like this, I feel like. When when you're yeah. starting to get into the nitty gritty, where it's like, okay, some some fishy stuff is really going on. Yeah, that that's when. Um, and then, two, another thing that kind of I'm not going to say it discredits him, but something that I think he executed poorly. Um, I've not seen the documentary, but I've heard like breakdowns of it. I've heard about this as well. Um, I think there are two documentaries, but the first one in particular. Um, basically he's going around to these national parks and he's telling, you know, telling the basic story. But while they were at a national park, somebody went missing, like a a child. And basically the way that the documentary, like the way it kind of set up is they just dropped everything and they were like focusing on this one instance right here that, you know, it just had happened literally while they were filming just coincidentally. But the, that scenario seems to be like literally the family either accidentally or purposely killed their child. And so he was like sitting here focusing on this while the evidence like really was pointing pointing away from, from anything, you know, conspiratorial. That kind of sucks. Yeah. But But I I guess in the moment riding the high of, Oh, we're filming a documentary about missing kids. And it just so happens a kid went missing in the same woods. Like not, not too long ago. So yeah. What are the odds of that? Apparently pretty high. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess so. 100%, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that, that that was interesting to, like, and I think I get it because, like, filming a documentary is not 
easy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, just planning one is not easy. So, like, I couldn't imagine, like, being in there and being like, okay, we're, we're talking about this. And then, like, that happened. And you're like, well, this this is a sign. Yeah. This has to be it. But like, um, we can't not include this. Yeah. I guess, I guess to, so. uh, if you want to further the conspiracy train, the, the government was like, okay, while he's here doing this, we got to do this, but make it look like it's yeah, something yeah. else so that, uh, he looks even more crazy. And it's when I start thinking like that, that I'm like, man, I'm, I'm going in too deep. <laughs> Cause I'm like, well, what if, what if the government made it where if you search up this guy's name, of course, they're going to make the first thing you see that he was obsessed with Bigfoot and that he kind of stunk at making a documentary. Of course, you're not going to be or take him as a credible source. That's, that's fair. Um, a lot of people, uh, skeptics say that, you know, it's just coincidence things, you know, big wilderness. Uh, there's another map. There's a map that I'm going to have you look at towards the end of the episode. Um, that kind of links caves to everything, but that's also still kind of scary. Ooh, Interesting. I didn't even think about caves. Yeah. Mm. But um, I figure we can start at the beginning. The very, I think the very first uh, account that he has listed in his book. And you uh, said that was back in the 30s, right? Yes. And it, it, this is a very interesting one. And it's one of the ones that, like, I, I guess, of course, it's interesting because it can only be, like, eyewitness accounts. Right. So, like, there's no hard evidence i saw a video way. on youtube and yeah a, bro my brother my brother in christ uh it's all word for word it's <laughs> 1930 have you seen those memes now where it's like it'll just have a broad statement or something and then it's just like a random picture of someone and the caption is just my brother in christ comma and then just a, a <laughs> refuting the, the yeah I don't know what humor has evolved into these days, but I will say those crack me up just because I feel like I'm just going to start calling people my brother in Christ. Brother in Christ. So um, this revolves around um, Alfred Beilharts. Um, He's four years old, disappeared on July 3rd, 1938 in Rocky Mountain National Park. 1938. So... Into the depression, I don't know, just a yeah. just something to put put out there. <laughs> the end of the pr- depression. <laughs> um, so his father and some friends, they're all on a hike together in um, Rocky Mountain National Park. Um, they're about a fourth of a mile away from the initial lodge. Um, that morning, the father heads off to bathe in the stream, and Alfred uh, goes with him. And then the friends, they, you know, they go a little bit later and they're like, okay, we're going to go upstream a little bit um, and to also bathe. So the father gets done and he goes back to camp and Alfred stays outside because he's too little at this point to swim. (laughs) So, you know, it's like, so as the father heads back off, Alfred goes, hey, I'm going to go up to, you know, the friends who are just, you know, like 500 feet up the uh, upstream and. I was like, okay, and um, goes back to camp, and then eventually the friends come back, and no Alfred. Of course. So this is time spent about 30 minutes. So as soon as they're like, where's Alfred? They immediately start looking, and then 30 minutes of searching, 
um, they call park rangers. So if anything has happened, like Alfred could not have gotten farthest right. at this point. 30 minutes have passed, right? Yeah. Um, and he's three years old. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and they do the responsible thing. They immediately call park rangers once they're like, yeah, we're not finding him. And uh, rangers assemble a team the next day and begin searching um, immediately. So they can't find anything. They dam the creek and start dredging it, oh, thinking gosh. that he's fallen in and drowned. Can't find him. They bring in um, sniffing dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't get any scent. And, you know, basically they just lie down where beside the creek they don't do anything but they do get a bit of a scent and they start walking uphill a little strange but they start walking they get um i think it's around 300 feet up and then they just stop um Hmm. and this is within three days oh yeah they finish dredging the well they don't finish they at least start dredging the creek on july the 5th he went missing on the third on the third yeah um there's one interesting account that is not linked but linked to the disappearance so on july 3rd a couple that was out hiking on a trail nearby saw a young boy being pulled back from a ledge called get this the devil's nest aptly named yes um they pulled back from the ledge yeah apparently they had heard a boy screaming or crying they looked up and they saw him for like a split second or two and they saw a shadowy figure grab the boy and just pull him back from the ledge and you know disappeared Hmm. and yeah never found it's interesting to me that even the dogs couldn't pick up a scent yeah which do you have do you have a theory behind that? Um, about the dog just not being able to get a scent of the the little boy. I, I I I can't figure out why they wouldn't like. It's, That's what I'm saying. I don't unless. What gets me is they like get the scent, they go up, and then they just stop. Yeah. I don't know unless the because I, I you got to think. Well, I guess it depends on how you picture these people yeah. or person, whatever you think it may be. Uh, are they super like disheveled and dirty? And do they like because the the they were bathing in the stream when yeah. Alfred went missing? Could the 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 stench or the smell of, of whoever took him just overpower his scent that much. You um, think I don't that, that could be so. my only, like if I wanted to try to debunk yeah. it or whatever, that could be my only, like, I don't know how, like, I, I know that sniffing dogs today, like if you, even if you like douse yourself in cologne, they can still like, that's what I'm saying. I feel like they would still be able to pick up. Yeah, and I, and I don't imagine there's much different today than there right, right. was then. Th- that's the part I'm getting hung up on. Yeah. I, I just don't know how they wouldn't be able to find a scent like that. Um, most people think that, I mean, 
the logical explanations are either Alfred fell in the creek and drowned, mm-hmm. um, which then is kind of like, why couldn't they find his body? They dredged the creek. They made, I think, four or five different dams. And even if they didn't make the dams in time, there was a beaver dam that he, there was no way his body was going to go past. Right. So while I'm not saying that that's completely you know, out of the question, it just seems unlikely that they yeah. wouldn't have found him. And then the other is that Alfred's family, for one reason or another, either accidentally or um, purposely killed him and, you know, hit his body for whatever reason. In which case, yeah. I would be like, why even call the park rangers? Because it's Alibi? like the 1930s. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Because, yeah, well, would the dogs not have been able to pick up a scent on one of the... Well, that would make sense, though. Yeah. Jeez, I don't know. And he's three. It's not like he's in school. Exactly. So, I mean, like, literally, there would be no one... Like, there, like I'm... Seriously, if they just killed him and did whatever, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have called the, the park rangers because nobody would have known. Yeah. And even if someone would have found him... They're not IDing a random kid. <laughs> Probably not. Like, no, not 1938. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's so odd to me. Yeah, I read a similar account, and it. I don't think it's the same one, but it's eerily similar insofar as uh, a family loses a child, mm-hmm. uh, and there was another. I don't know if it's a family or just like a group of hikers or campers or whatever yeah. that were in the same sort of vicinity during the time that the, the child went missing and they didn't know about it. Yeah. They, did, they didn't find out that their child went missing until the next day Yeah, to which they then reported about hearing like screaming the night yeah. before when the, when the child went missing and seeing what they describe as very like disheveled yeah. a very disheveled looking dirty man i've got that account in here. do you I'm have i'm not them? sure i'm not sure which one it is i can't remember off the top of my head i also can't remember super specifics but it's it's odd to me that uh yeah it's actually it's the third one so yeah we've got one in between it and then we'll get to that yeah, one. yeah, yeah. perfect perfect i'm excited to talk about that one just because I mean, talk about coincidence there. That one is specifically, like, crazy. Yeah. Um, But this second one is short, so I I think we won't linger on it too long. Um, 1958, a 10-year-old Bobby Bishop went missing while at a a Catholic summer camp in Boulder County, Colorado. Um, Parts of his remains were found... um, and bits of clothing somewhere up to three miles um, away from where he went missing. Bobby's skull was never found. Um, some sightings of Bobby reported in locations as far as 15 miles away from the camp. Um, uh, and that's about it. That's all I could find on that yeah. one. Um, so just another like weird kind of coincidence can i kind of just put these in like chronological order as they not happen? not being able to recover all of the remains is is weird to it's me always weird uh, and that's like one of the themes and like i think like one of the criteria is like either not all of the remains are found or none they're never found or 
And I couldn't find a specific example, though I know I'm sure if I kept digging, I could find it. Mm -hmm. Like the remains would be found, but they would be found like in like weird positions or like missing socks or something like just something weird. Um, here is one. This is the one that we were just talking about. Um, Dennis Lloyd Martin. Yes, yes, uh, yes. He was six. His family was on. This is right in the backyard. Uh, family on a hike in the Great Smoky Mountains. Great Smoky Mountains. Five hundred and over five hundred thousand acres. First yeah. off, I gotta look up. I, I gotta give the audience some sort of because I I also had to look it up because I. Yep, I got an acre of land back yeah, there. Bro. Wow, uh, I, know I don't know a, what that is. I know an acre is like how much a man can, a man and like two cows can like plow yeah. a field. But I don't like what. Yeah, the really, hell, it's what like does that relate to heck? anything? <laughs> I know the hundred acre woods from Winnie the Pooh, bro. It is at one acre is forty three thousand five hundred sixty square foot. So uh, let me do some math here. Quick math. Some, maybe forty-three thousand five hundred and sixty square feet, and I'll just—I'll say right at five hundred thousand acres. That is twenty-one billion seven hundred eighty million square feet of forest. Some of which has been discovered, and and discovered well it's all been discovered i guess but some of it's been explored and and surveyed i'm sure but that's a lot of ground to cover i i yeah i I just didn't realize uh how big it's huge national yeah bro i think there's even like ones that are bigger than it which is i mean it's amazing because it's great that we you know are preserving that land but it's still crazy to think about just the size that like and no people are there well that we know of some people could be there. I was about to say, yeah, it's great that we're conserving the land, but what are we truly conserving it for? It's true. Uh, okay, so his family was on a hike in the Great Smoky Mountains. Um, they're all decently experienced. I mean, I know that Dennis is six at this point, but it's apparently a family tradition to go on this particular hike. Um, the first day went smoothly, uh, and then they met some family friends on the second day and headed towards Spence Field, which is, I guess, like kind of... I think it's either like a lookout or like a just a little you know opening where the forest kind of opens up and it's okay. you know pretty place. Um, so the parents were looking at some scenery, you know, as you know parents do, and the kids they got bored, so they went um, up ahead on the trail and they decided they were going to play a prank on their parents. Um, they split off the trail. There was a rock on one side and some trees on the other. Bobby was wearing, or not Bobby, sorry, Dennis was wearing a bright red shirt, so he went over to hide behind the rock so he wouldn't be seen so easily. And then the other kids went uh, and hid like in the trees. Mm-hmm, yeah. So the parents come up, and I I couldn't find like any like time estimate because I mean I guess they were kids. You couldn't really. I, I have to imagine there's no more than five minutes. I like I wouldn't. I, I, I wouldn't think even think any so. more than a minute really. That because it feels like one of those things where you like run up ahead of your parents and you're like okay let's let's do this quick and then you know yeah. And then they come up and kids jump out on the left. Bobby, or why do I want to call him Bobby? Typical stupid, I won't say stupid <laughs> no. kid because I mean, he went missing. I hate that I said that. I feel like a jerk, but it's a typical little kid name, yeah. I guess. Dennis. Stupid little kid. And Dennis name. is like a, a tough man. Dennis is name. just a menace, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but, but Dennis doesn't jump out and um, they can't find him. 
Um, uh, it's missing you. After 13,000 hours, like man hours total. The Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I thought I read that it was the largest search effort. Like by the next day, they had 1,500 people searching yes. the the park. Yes. Um, countless volunteers. He was never found. Um, a couple of little reports here and there. Um, there was a ginseng hunter reportedly found a skeleton uh, three miles downhill from where he went missing, but he didn't report it immediately because um, gathering ginseng in national forests is illegal. So, of course. I, I did find that boy's skull down there. Oh, what were you doing down there? Looking for skulls, <laughs> rather than saying I was hunting some ginseng. It doesn't make any sense to. And Rangers, uh, of course, didn't find the the skeleton. Yeah. Um. It doesn't make any sense to me why like that matters. Wait. Like, so he reported finding it, but they couldn't find it when they. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I forget how long. Interesting. Like, the time gap between him like reportedly yeah, finding yeah, yeah. it and then him like reporting it. But even then, I'm like, e okay. So you're hunting for ginseng. I mean, like, all you have to do is be like, yeah, I'm just out in the woods. I'm just taking a little hike. Yeah. It's not like it's like it's a route. It's easy to conceal. Yeah. Like, just go tell the, the police. I don't even know if I could even tell you what ginseng looked like. Um, I know at one point I don't know anymore. I remember being young and always thinking it was like a drug because <laughs> I, I always heard about, you know, up hunting for ginseng and then. I knew that you could get in trouble for it in certain places. I'm like, because I, I want to say like I had family that went yeah. and got gin. I'm like, man, they're criminals. <laughs> but then I remember like going to a store, be like, we sell ginseng here. I'm yeah. like, what the heck? What's going on? They're just letting drugs onto the streets now. <laughs> this illegal substance is in your your shopping malls. Wake up, sheeple. <laughs> it's uh, it's I know it's like. Is it a root? It is a root. It's a root. But yeah, it's, I, I would it's have like yellowish. I can't remember. But there's also yellow roots, so I don't know. You can get, you can make good money. That's what I hear. Like I, people make a living off of ginseng, selling it and everything. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm in the wrong profession. It's hard work. I've never actually done it. Well, now now knowing Jake that I might have to like keep an eye yeah. over my shoulder for you know <laughs> whatever's going to take me. Yeah. Jeez. So they couldn't find the skull, or they, a skull was reported, nothing was found, and Dennis was not found. Anything at all wasn't found? No scraps um, of clothes or anything like that? Nope, not that I, uh, oh, jeez. Um, and then also, like you had said earlier, uh, a couple did report seeing, like, hearing a scream yeah. and then, like, seeing a disheveled man, but that was all that ever came out of that. And they weren't, yeah. And it, the one thing that gets me on that is they didn't report that until they they heard a kid went missing. They're like, oh, we well we did hear some screaming, bro. If I was in a park, a national park or whatever, wherever, if I was out camping or and I heard screaming, I would be trying to tell yeah anyone that I could at that exact moment. I don't think yeah. I could just let it. No, like why? Yeah. I know people, I probably screamed in the woods just being stupid, but. Yeah. I mean, it depends. I, I You can usually 
If somebody's like screaming and you see a disheveled yeah that person, I don't yeah I don't know. It, yeah, jeez. I mean, I just I think there's there is a difference between like yeah like people like being dumb and like screaming and then like a child screaming for. I their will life. say I lest I forget it is an actual child. Yeah, I don't know why they would wait. Um, moving on to Stacy Ayres, um, age 14, but missing in Yosemite in 1981. So they're going through, uh, going on a mule trip through the High Sierra Loop tra- Trail. There's a Stacy and her family, and then also another, like, a group of friends slash just, like, people who are just going mm-hmm. on the, on the trip there. Um, so they uh, were riding through. They arrived um, at the last camp um, of the trip on July 17th. Um, at sunrise, she wakes up, grabs her camera, and she decides she wants to take a little walk down to the lake. Uh, I think it's like, you know, hours walk. I mean, maybe a little bit less. Give or take, yeah. Um, one of the older members of the group, uh, 77-year-old Gerald Stewart, accompanies her for the first 20 minutes but he's old and takes a rest um shortly into the into the little the the trail that they're on uh she continues on but she's never seen again golly um gerald eventually gets up and he you know starts continuing walking on the trail he sees a group coming back towards him from the lake and he asks them if um you know if just if they've seen her up ahead and they're like no and so keeps walking and never finds her um it's another one where not as big of a manhunt actually oh manhunt search party Uh, i mean it's the same thing it it sounds a little bit different when you put it like that (laughs) uh not as big of a search party but um you know park rangers involved the whole thing the only thing that was found was her camera lens and i know for a fact i'm not nobody's Making me sacrifice a camera lens, unless. Uh, well, if I'm in dire, if she has dire a camera need. and her main goal was to walk down here to take pictures, and I know you know this as, as someone who owns a camera and takes yeah. photos, you don't forget your lens. Yeah, there's no way. And you don't just leave it sitting. Yes, <laughs> something had you. You know what I mean? Yeah. The the more every time you say, yeah, and then they were just never seen again. That that's such a it it's so weird because that's such an easy thing to say. You yeah. know, like oh, and, and no one just ever saw them again. Yeah, it's like well, I don't. I, it, it's just weird to say that without an explanation. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how to explain it or I guess like verbally process it, but I, it, it's just it's something that I feel like just shouldn't be a thing. Yeah, I, I think authorities like theorize that she could have gotten lost, that she maybe ran away. Doesn't make any sense. Why run away at that point? Um, you know, foul play. Obviously, they can't rule that out. But, you know, uh, without finding any remains or anything, it's like there really is no exclamation yeah. uh, explanation yeah. other than. Um, it just happened, you know. Um, all right, and then I've got another. This is the last one of the 1900s. Uh, 
So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It disappeared on October 2nd, 1999. Jared Atadero. <laughs> oh, no. Um, this is one of the rare times I hear the name Jared again, and I don't like where this is going. Um, went missing. Uh, yeah, and October 2nd, 1999, Big South Trail, Arapaho, and Roosevelt National Forest uh, in Colorado. A lot of these are in Colorado. Um, remains found uh, 6th of May, 2003. So they did find his remains. Yes. Any Anything suspect about that? Um, so the this, this story kind of goes um, just kind of your standard like all the others, family going out for a hike. Um, Jared runs ahead um, and stops to talk with some fishermen. Um, following this, he just continues down the trail ahead of the group. That was the last time anybody ever saw him. Um, massive search and rescue operation occurred right after that. Um, then in May 2003, Robert uh, Robbers. Hikers, Rob, <laughs> Rob Osborne and Gareth Watts uh, were in the can- uh, Poter Canyon near that trail and came across the remains arranged in a strange manner. Oh, no. Some way above the trail, the discovery uh, remains puzzling and uh, controversial to this day. An animal attack, foul play, or something else. Does it say in what manner the remains were found? Um, that's what I was trying to see. Yeah, let me look and see here. I will say very on brand for a Jared. I can say this by uh, also being a Jared, but it's very on brand to stop and talk to the fishermen. I've definitely... Y'all catch anything good today? No, it's been pretty quiet today. All right. <laughs> he was never seen again. <laughs> so here's some quotes from the, the two hikers. Oh, gosh. So, Rob, we had hiked this area a couple of times before, and we had talked about the, mis- the mystery of Jared, whether he had been swept downstream, abducted by a mountain lion, or if there had been something more sinister than that. This time, we decided to go off trail, and we just walked right into it. And we knew right away that it was probably Jared. Um, Jared's clothes. Uh, and that's when I saw the shoe. It was pretty pristine. It was like somebody had just taken their foot right out of it. You know, it was fresh. Uh, I thought like I would have seen a kid standing in front of me. Then they found the other shoe, a brown fleece jacket, blue sweatpants, uh, all turned inside out. One pant leg was mostly scattered by birds using the material in their nests. Um, the next day, it took searchers about an hour to reach the site. They found the remaining clothing scattered across a 25-foot area. Um some items were sheltered from the elements. Some were exposed. Um, let the search. They start the search for the actual remains. Uh, uh, searchers find a skull fragment in a crevice and a tooth on a log spanning the crevice above the skull fragment. The positioning of the skull fragment is such that it is visible only from a narrow angle and is lit by a shaft of light from the sun. The site is about 180 feet north and about 20 feet higher in elevation than the clothing site. Um, That's so odd. Yeah. So I guess one could argue, I guess, that he fell, but that doesn't explain why his clothes would be inside out. 
it just yeah and it's it's all always stuff like that like yeah there's a logical explanation but then there's like well, there's the always the closed. little thing that's just like yeah. well i don't know if it, yeah i i can see you know birds picking it you know the yeah. fabrics and using it in this and everything but i don't think a group of birds could do that yeah. long enough for over a few years to yeah. end up actually turning the entire thing inside yeah. out then that and after four years the shoe still looking pristine yeah it's very strange and then the skull fragment being perfectly lit by a, a ray of sunshine <laughs> yeah and a crevice in the side of the my my question is how, so they they these two hikers were walking along a trail yeah. and they they knew about Jared's disappearance they were yeah. talking about it and then they just so happened to decide to yeah that that is also a little bit strange because if if there was a search party ostensibly searching the trail that these two guys were probably walking on yeah. i don't know how they couldn't Unless, unless it wasn't there at the time, like, because they found it in two thousand three, right? Yeah. Maybe he, maybe they did search there. Yeah. And and that that would be. Yeah. Why don't we have that information? I wonder. Yeah. If if there we have the information that there was a search party. I guess would no one want to admit uh, we did look there, but I swear there was nothing there. Do you want to be that guy or? Well, it's funny you mentioned that because this uh, this next or the one after that has um, a situation just like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Let's hear that one. So this is Ronald Kirk. I don't know if this is the one I know. It's uh, this one or the next one. Um, so let me read down a little bit. Uh, so he was an experienced hiker um, hiking in a Red Rock Canyon in Nevada, I think. Yeah, he's 46 years old. Um, let's see. He had went alone, but he let know, you know, he let people know, like, hey, I'm going on this trail. You know, if I'm not back, yeah. however long, you know, call somebody. So, you know, of course, he doesn't come back. You know, uh, authorities are called, start uh, a search. Um, Kirk's body was found by happenstance on Saturday in the rocky area with established trails running through it, not far from one of Red Rock's most popular challenges, Turtlehead Peak. Uh, rescue workers had already searched there but failed to spot the remains in plain sight. Hmm. This one is a little bit more like maybe they couldn't have seen it because apparently it took a helicopter above them to be like, hey, like look 12 feet to your left. And then they were like, oh, there he is. Yeah, it it like that. So that does sound a little suspect too. But I've never been part of a search, and you know, yeah. like I, I I don't know what it actually takes to to search for something like that. So I don't I don't necessarily want to badmouth it too bad. But yeah, it it's still I, I know that I would be pretty pissed if I was like the family. For sure, and and to just to find out that they were the remains were there the whole time, I could have gotten the closure that I needed that whole entire time. Yeah, but I I don't know. It's interesting that so many similar stories happen all over. 
the United States. Yeah. It's not just solely parks in Colorado or like parks in the Appalachian Mountains. Yeah, it's everywhere. But, but every story is eerily, eerily similar. I've got one more. Um, this was in 2014. The last one was in 2012. 2014 takes me back. I just graduated high school. What what month? Uh, April. Almost. Almost. Or actually, yeah, yeah. April 2014. I uh, I'm I'm about a month away from graduating high school. Mm. At the time, I'm thinking I'm I'm gonna be going to college for some film, something or another. Life is good. Life is good. I don't know the true tragedies of life, and it's not broken me down yet. Man, I was so happy. So, you know who's not happy? Um, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. What a uh, segue. <laughs> ah, yeah. Jim, anyway. Jim McGrogan. <laughs> Jim McGrogan. Uh, okay, well, yeah. Jim McGrogan um, disappeared on March 14, 2014. Body found April 3rd, 2014. So okay. a little bit of a gap there. Yeah. I mean, a couple weeks. Uh, Booth Falls, Vail, Colorado. 39 years old. He's a doctor. Um, doing something called like, oh, I can't remember, but it's basically this thing where you, it's like a hike mixed with like snowboarding. Sounds rad. Yeah. Um, his three, uh, he had three friends with him. They were on a nine mile hike to Eisman uh, Hunt, Eisman Hut. Um, it's a collection of huts deep in the mountains to serve as a temporary shelter for hikers or campers. There's a lot of snow in the area at the time. Um, and they were, you know, just going along, doing their thing. They stopped to rest, and um, McGrogan was like, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just uh, I'll go uh, up ahead, and then you guys can catch up later. Um, Rookie mistake. Yeah, apparently. Um after Jin left the others behind, he vanished. The rest of the group reached the Eisman hut uh, late afternoon on March 14th, and there was no sign at all of him. He's never seen alive again. Jeez. By 5.30, the hikers had notified the Vail Department of Public Safety, and subsequently the Eagle Valley Sheriff's Department. A rescue operation was started over an 18-square-mile area. He was well-equipped. So people weren't too, like, the authorities weren't too, like, concerned. They were mm -hmm. like, you know, he's a experienced hiker. He's well-equipped. Even if he's, you know, gotten lost, he's probably going to be fine. You know, we have, a, we have time to look for him, yeah. I guess. Um, his cell phone pinged once the day that he went missing, but after that it went dead. Um, three days um, teams were searching on foot. Snowmobile and three helicopters were in the area. By Tuesday, March 18th, bad weather forced the search to be suspended. Um, crews had spent a combined 1,000 hours searching for McGrogan. A five-day search failed to find any signs of him. Um, despite snow in the area, which would have indicated if someone was hiking or skiing off trail. 20 days later, his body was found by a group of backcountry skiers about four and a half miles from the trail. On April 3rd, 2014, near the Booth Falls area, way to the east of uh, Eisman Hut. The reporting party told authorities they had been that he and two others were skiing Booth Falls area where they located the dead body in an ice fall below Booth Falls, laying on top of an ice sheet. 
He was found wearing his helmet, no coat, no gloves, and very strangely with no boots. In his backpack, his cell phone was discovered, and in this area appeared to be active cellular um, reception. Jim's snowboard was also found nearby, but his boots were never located. Um, his autopsy revealed that he died from injuries including head trauma, uh, trauma to the left inside of his chest, and a broken femur. His death was ruled an accident. Mm. An accidental death, but just so happens. Yeah. Boots, gloves, and jacket gone. In like seven feet of snow. In seven feet of snow. On top of an ice sheet. <laughs> that's that's tough too because if like when that storm came in during their search i bet that i'm sure it was a snowstorm right yeah uh, yeah i uh it had to have covered up any sort of footprints or like any sign of a struggle that sucks yeah i i don't know how you i don't know how they can and it it, it very well could have been an accidental death he could have slipped yeah. and fell but at the same time no one's gonna ask where the man's boots are and I, yeah. i've never snowboarded before but i you, you can't just wear normal yeah. boots right it has to be boots that yeah like clip can, in. yeah clip yeah. into the snowboard yeah jacket someone's still a jacket yeah of off course, of a dead yeah. man yeah there's too many questions that need to be asked that yeah. are answered welcome to what's your theory welcome to what's your theory um that's all the accounts that I have. Um, so now let me tell you a couple of like a couple of theories. Okay, I was about, about to, I thought like, you were about to be like a couple personal accounts. I was like, <laughs> what? A couple of a couple of theories as to what could be the cause here. Um, I'm kind of, I'm gonna try and maybe go from like most logical to most illogical. Yeah. So I think the first, um, like the most logical is that these are just coincidences. Freak accidents. Unfortunate things. These are things that are, it's out in the wilderness, uh, you know, stuff like that is going to happen. And, you know. Caves. Oh yeah, the caves. That's. Okay. So, and, and that's like, you know, if I were to be like, yeah, you know just happens it's coincidence it's an unfortunate situation but okay it, it's it's not unbelievable for a, a a clumsy kid to get lost in the woods or okay so now i'm going to show you this is on the map on top is um let me find a better map uh this may be the only one uh Yeah, let me. Yeah. Uh, sorry. One moment. Oh, no, you're good. I feel like this is. Um, I'm going to wait until you talk about one of the theories before I get into what it makes me think of because it's it's about a movie. Yeah. And I I, I want to. I don't know if we've talked about it, but I'll I'll wait until we get to it. I don't I don't want to. <laughs> So the top is a map of missing persons, and the bottom is a map of limestone and lava cave systems in the United States.
my god. Yeah. For those of well, I guess that's all of you that can't see this. It's it's two pictures of the United States and the top map is st- statistical analysis of missing people, right? Yeah. And the bottom map shows limestone and lava caves. If you were to put if you were to make both maps transparent and put them on top of each other, yeah. You might not even be able to tell the difference or tell which is which. Yeah. That is terrifying. Yeah. So I'm sure that there's man, that's that even like when you get down into Texas, Oklahoma area where there there's a there's a big section of the Midwest on the missing persons map that's that there's not really anything there. Yeah. I'm sure it's just because it's all flat and like, yeah. you know, but even like in these little dots down here by Texas where there are some missing, you know, reports, you look down here at the, the caves map and they're little dots right around the same areas where it's, yeah, <sighs> that's so insane. Yeah. That's one of like the more widely like, yeah, this is definitely contributing to just people so is is the the idea that they are just stumbling into these caves by accident or yeah because you got to think like these are like giant systems not just like you know one little cave it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. these are all pretty much connected like yeah. you know you see like you know like the east coast there like those caves yeah, yeah, are pretty yeah. much all it's it's kind of amalgamated into like one huge yeah it's a bunch of like different but they're also yeah yeah and then um the descent this doesn't even um you know include the the caves that we don't have mapped exactly plenty of caves that we just don't know exist yet jeez um yeah and then the third i'm gonna say this is the third most logical just because i there's a lot of evidence and we're gonna get into this likely next episode Mm -hmm. but um feral people seem to be kind of like well, like feral people slash foul play. I mean, I think foul play, you can kind of just put that up with number one as being just coincidence, like things happen. Yeah. But um, but feral people. So basically this idea that there are people in the national parks that are so far removed from society that they just, you know, revert back to, you know, tribe-like, ape-like, you know, instincts. Well, you think about places like the Amazon rainforest and stuff where there are tribes that have not had any sort of interactions with the outside world for thousands of years I would say yeah you you hear about people going on mission trips there a few years back there was a story of a guy who went to one of those tribes in the Amazon and he was just on a mission trip but dude I, I'm not. I'm not trying to bash him for the mission trip. I, if 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 you feel like you do, you yeah. need to do that. I mean that that's all on you. But I mean, I don't even think he got to shore. I think yeah. I think they got him with like arrows or something like that. Just because they, anytime a plane or helicopter, I'm sure you've seen videos of that. Yeah. Like they're, you know, shooting arrows up because they. I mean, yeah. If it can happen in the Amazon where it's acres and acres of undiscovered, or like un, yeah. you know hiked wilderness yeah all, all this all the conspiracies I, I was seeing was 
that that these national parks have been put in place to yeah. to house these groups of people. Yeah, just because. I'll, I'll I'll well I'll, I'll mention this uh, real quick just because I feel like I've mentioned it in an episode before, but uh, Lost Cove, yeah, in North Carolina. We were talking about this before we were recorded a little bit, but um, uh, my buddy Nick at work was t- has always told me about this story uh, of just like a, a community of people living up in the mountains that they weren't necessarily. F- feral people if you if you want to call them that they they had schoolhouses they had you know yeah. shops and and they their homes and everything but they were just off from from society and there was like a the society stumbled up across them and they they saw they had a bunch of kids up there and they they wanted those kids to have like an, a real education so yeah. they put them in the public school system and dude their immune system hadn't built up yeah, to fight any of these, you know, sicknesses or diseases in the community or like the, I won't say actual community because they're both actual communities, but the real world, I guess yeah. I don't know, and uh, it like wiped them all out up at Lost yeah. Cove, and you can still go up there. There's buildings up in the mountains and everything too, but you gotta think that if 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 they knew that something like that could happen, why not just make something a national park, but just make it, you know, acres and acres and acres of land, but also make some of it like not accessible. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, it it fits. It works. I forgot to mention this. Um, the, um, the Dennis, um, Mm -hmm. case where he just, you know, went missing out of nowhere. Um, during that manhunt, which we said, you know, was one of the largest in history, the green berets were called in. And that's like, highly that's just weird america like the u.s doesn't use interesting like just use them like they would typically in that situation just use the national guard because that's like what they're there for yeah green berets fight yeah you know what i mean that's really interesting yeah apparently they did not like nobody uh, saw them with like actual like other anything other than sidearms but like i mean this they the could f- have the like fact a weapons that they, drop yeah. you know somewhere in the woods and they just Dude, the fact that they were just even there yeah that brings me to what i, I was i was talking about have you seen jordan pill's second movie us no, i want to bro you've got to watch us it's uh <laughs> It's 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 eerily similar in in so far as like it's not really a spoiler, but it, it's literally not because it's right at the very beginning and it's just like a little title card. But he Jordan Pill makes it a point to to let the audience know that yeah, back in the day there were just tons of tunnels uh, built underground in America and. Yeah. There's like miles and miles and miles spanning all across the the land, and they're just not used anymore. But they're still there, and it's he just begs the question of like, we're told they're not being used, but like, what if they actually were? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's always weird to see or to think about like these government institu- institutions that have been put in place, and it's like we know at face value that a national yeah. park is just there for us to enjoy the beauty. Yeah of the land but 
it's really sinister if you think about it. Like, well, maybe maybe that is fifty percent of the reason why they've started a national park. But at the same time, and to keep something contained. Yeah, they could. Yeah, and and it's hard to. I'll try not to get too much into it because we'll talk about feral people on a, on another episode. So I don't want to try to talk too much about it. But it's it's hard to think. You start thinking about the hills have eyes. Yeah. You know what I mean? You start thinking about wrong turn. Yeah. And I just, I hate the the image, the uh, specifically the wrong turn movies give to yeah. backwoods hillbilly people or whatever. Like, do I, do I think that some of these, if you want to think that it's feral people living in these parks and that's what's causing people to go missing, I guess... I guess you would have to also then believe that some of them are cannibalistic. Yeah. Or just not nice. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of a good word. I get feral, I guess, you know. Yeah. Um, it, but I, I, I don't like to think about cannibalistic people being kept in our national parks. That's just such a it's terrifying. It's like, absolutely terrifying. And just stumbling upon that, like that's just open to the public. Dude. Don't don't go off of bunny hop trail because you're you will be eaten. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we, we haven't surveyed down there, so there's just a bunch of sharp rocks and stuff. So don't go off the trail. No. There's just a community of people who will eat my face down there. <laughs> But then again, it makes you wonder why this is a horrible rhetorical question to pose, but like it makes you wonder why the government would want to keep them safe. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Why? You know what I mean? Yeah. Keeping it a secret. Why not just not have to worry about missing or people going missing all the time? Yeah. I don't know. Unless it's one of those things where maybe the government has an idea that okay, we think we think they might be in this mile radius of area. So let's make let's make the park this big. Yeah. And and, you know, like but why would you even invite the idea of millions of tourists and people coming to your national park? That's just Yeah. And then like well, I mean, like, I don't know. The government's shady. <laughs> it really is. This is one of those things where I'm I'm going to be thinking about it all night, and I'll probably talk about it with people at work tomorrow, try to get people's opinions, because it's one of those... I don't, I don't even know yeah. how to explain it, to be honest, because there's so many questions, but then again, I can be like... I can, I can almost... Yeah. rationalize but then again i have another question that kind of debunks that it's yeah i, I don't know if i believe it or not but i yeah. think i do i think i do too i, I, I really think, do think i do to, to kind of to, to round things out um that that i think that's the third most logical just because i think that you could make a strong argument that that exists or could exist just just Solely off the fact too of the situations that they found the remains in sometimes. Yeah, because you you think like I don't I don't think one like a a serial killer or a murderer or someone is that good enough to 
yeah get like steal someone away without a trace and not getting caught or yeah just leaving no evidence behind at all and that it would have to be someone i think and it sounds funny to say but it would have to be someone that just stinks so bad or yeah has you know what i mean but that that just takes it back to the yeah. the negatively conno- connotation of the yeah dirty dirty backwoods yeah yeah um so that's you know third lot most logical and then fourth is like some kind of paranormal cryptid or whatever windigos skinwalkers you know Bigfoot. Could, i've i've even be, yeah. aliens you know yeah. i was gonna say fifth and then this one though is interesting i've got um an account right here so um this is judy i can't say that last name judy garland Judy Garland, yeah. She said. So uh, Judy Garland is walking down this path. She um, hears the leaves rustle and she is, you know, she's kind of scared, but she smells something kind of sweet in the air. And there's a bend in the path up ahead. And then she looks up, but then she looks down and it's the whirling wimpus, dude. Are you kidding me? No. We have an account of the whirling wimpus? No, we don't. Oh, I just made it up. <laughs> You said she heard the wrestling. I, I had to bite my tongue. I was like, did she look up? Did she look up? Did she look up? Can you imagine if this is what we had to go through to like find the Whirling Wimpus accounts? Yeah. Like, Actually, everyone's going missing because of a strange creature called the Whirling Wimpus. The government's trying to keep the Whirling Wimpus uh, in control. They, they controlled it, but now it controls them. It's like a Stranger Things kind of strange. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I, well, I guess that begs the question, though. What's your theory? The more I think about it, and the more we discuss it, I don't, I don't like the idea, but there's something very intriguing to me about the idea that back in the day when these national parks were first you know being what created i guess yeah, i don't i don't assigned. know being as yeah i don't know what the right word there would be but it intrigues me the idea that the government stumbles across people yeah you know and just kind of has this silent agreement with each other of like we'll take care of you kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not like we'll take, give you food and drinks or, but like, we'll we take care of you. We you. won't do, yeah, we won't bother you, but, uh, and we just won't ever talk about you again. We won't ever mention yeah. you. But at the same time, like I said, the, the risk is still weird to me, but yeah. like you said, the government's kind of shifty. So, yeah, I mean, who knows what they could be doing to the, 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 the feral people. And that's another thing too. I would have to think that whatever f- feral people are out there would have to know a difference between who they can and who they couldn't yeah. pick on. You know what I mean? Because, which I, I would assume if the government has any involvement, they probably do s- send like Green Berets or, yeah, you know, some sort of SWAT team. <laughs> Or there, there's had to have been some sort of interaction or conflict there for them to know that 
Yeah. But then again, maybe they're maybe they're not. I I don't know. I'll stop rambling and just to say that my theory is I do think there are people in the park services that that we just don't know about and we we've yeah. they're they're just kind of living out there. Yeah. Cuz I'm people lived out there for years before. Yeah. You know. Yeah, for like recorded history. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I, I don't think I don't think that stops just because part of society is has yeah. advanced. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think um I think at the very least I think that there's something interesting going on that the government is not too keen on people knowing about. Yeah. Um I I think I lean towards feral people just because it seems very like it I think it seems logical, honestly. It's the it's the more logical if you're if you're wanting to think that it's the government is involved some way. I think the feral people route's the more logical yeah way to go about it. Um, and I think that I, I think that I, I sit in that camp of like the government knows something's going on there that they they don't want us to exactly know exactly what it is, and maybe they don't know exactly what it is. And you got to that begs the question: Why don't they want us? Is it because they also don't really? have yeah. an idea or is it because which I, I i think tomorrow if we all found out that there were feral people living in the national parks i don't would it be would it cause a commotion would it be crazy absolutely but i don't think it would be big enough to cause like mass hysteria or anything yeah but i'll tell you what i do think it would cause and i just thought of this so this this might let me know if this makes sense if the government came out and were like yeah over the past few years, we have been secluding yeah. these groups of people in our national parks because just because, you know, just for safety. Because tell me how there would be people, especially in the Appalachian Mountains, that would probably go, for lack of a better word, hunting. Yes, absolutely. And I, I think that's why they can't say anything. If that, if that were the case... I think they can't say anything because they know that somebody is there's enough people near these parks that would go out and try to find and potentially get hurt or potentially hurt them. Yeah. That, that, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Actually. I I could see it now like that. uh, That's announced. Then you hear somebody, well, I'm going to go, go down there and get my rifle. We'll, we'll see. What, what, what is, what, what is that story that I feel like we all read in, middle school high school where man is the most dangerous game of them all or whatever i remember reading a story where this guy goes to an island and 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 he's like oh yeah he goes to this exotic animal hunters like big mansion on this island he's like we're gonna go on this hunt and it's gonna be so great and like halfway through the story the guy realizes that he's the one being hunted (laughs) and the whole thing is like i've gotten every animal I've had my fair share. The only thing I've not gotten to hunt is man. It's just like, <laughs> oh my god, get out of here! I don't think I've read that one, but that seemed funny. Maybe I, I have this vivid memory of reading that in school, but I maybe I didn't. Maybe I I'm remember, just making that up. I can remember reading Hatchet. That's about it. I never read Hatchet. Wow, that's. I always wanted to because I hear that's like, that is the book, for like. You know, young readers. Everyone loved Hatchet, but I, I never got around to reading that one. Got to uh, listen to it. We got to like 
read it. And then we also like had like the narrator and like, uh, like he said, like shit or something. And we all, this was like the sixth yeah. grade. <laughs> like, yeah, bro. A little sidebar, then we'll get back on it. Cause that just reminds me of stuff like that in school of like hearing <laughs> shit or something being like, <laughs> we were reading Romeo and Juliet. Okay. And, uh, my buddy, I don't know. How do we feel about name dropping people? Because I'm not about to say anything bad, but like, do you still know him? I've not spoken to him in years, but uh, it's uh, just because his name's Josh. I have a roommate named Josh, but I I've, I spoke to Josh the other day on Facebook. So I, I don't think he'll think this is him. But another Josh was reading the part of uh, Juliet's dad. Oh, did, did he have a first name or remember Ca- Capulet, Capulet, Mr. Capulet? Oh, I was Horatio. I was freaking Friar Lawrence. Wow. I know I hated that. I was like, come on, Will, Will Austin. I was like, come on, give me, give me a better part than freaking Friar Lawrence. I have three lines at the end of the play almost. But uh, there's a line where he goes, fetch me my longsword. Ho! <laughs> you know what? You know Shakespeare dialogue. Yeah. Bef- Mr. Austin, all right, guys, I want you all to really get, like, we're going to read this thing, get into character, get like, into let's character. have fun with this. We're like, yeah, let's hell yeah, it. let's do this. Bring me my longsword, ho. <laughs> Mr. Austin goes, no, no, stop, stop, no, no. And we are freaking dying, bro. He's like, Josh, he's not calling anybody a ho. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's like inflection, you know, like, come on or let's go. And dude, to this day, that cracks me up. Bring me my long, fetch me my long sword, ho. <laughs> Such a like a dismissive, like, like man, do you really Juliet's dad would be talking like that? <laughs> Pretty funny though. Yeah, dude, it, it cracked me. What up. um, what other parts did you get uh, reading reading plays in in high school? Did you get any other Shakespeare parts? In high school, I think we... I or, only, or in, in college. I was about to say, yeah, in high school, I think we only read Romeo and Juliet. Wow. Uh, I think so. But I, I did. I took a uh, Shakespeare, the late plays, up with uh, Dr. Adrian, and that was a real fun class. But we we didn't really so much as have parts because we kind of read them, yeah. you know, ourselves at home. But I, unless I'm, I'm just absolutely flubbing the dub. I really do think we only read Romeo and Juliet in high school. So at least like the way that, whenever I was in high school, which I mean it was only I started two years after you graduated. Yeah. So I mean like not that big of a difference. But like freshman year we were supposed to read Romeo and Juliet. And we did, but then I got like off track. I don't know what we were supposed to. We were supposed to read. What are the big four Shakespeare? I'm lying to you. We read. Hamlet, yeah. I think, because we senior, we, senior we we had a we had an assignment where we <laughs> could either do a video or yeah, take pictures. Yeah. yeah, this is where I'm getting to. Um, <laughs> so Romeo and Juliet, I was Horatio. Then like, so it's yeah, Macbeth and Midsummer's Night Dream. That's like the two in between. We did read Midsummer Night's Dream actually. Um, I was in like the I was in a different class the other two years, and we read Twelve Angry Men, which was not a bad choice. I like Twelve Angry Men. But, it's a good movie. Um, and Oedipus. Or Oedipus. Out of Oedipus, that. Yeah. But um, two good plays sophomore year. Um, and then I had um, a teacher and we read 
I can't remember. It was a, like about a Confederate soldier or a union. I can't remember, but it, it was kind of strange. Um, but then senior year, I was in um, dual credit English and we read Hamlet and I was Hamlet. And then that was fun. And that's then, awesome. Um, Hamlet's a good part. Yeah. And then she gave us um, that assignment. She was like, you can either do, um, I can't remember what the other option was, but it was like a video or. We done uh, like a series of photos. Oh, okay. That captured, it was pretty much yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, we, we, we picked certain scenes from the play and like, it was kind of like Snapchat before Snapchat was yeah. Snapchat. So I was like, yo, we got to, we got to do a Hamlet video. And we did, it's, it's on YouTube. We did uh, Hamlet in the style of, I, I'm going to let you guess. Was it like real country or no. something like that? Hamlet in the style. I swear to God, I know, because I feel like Jordan's told me before. It was Hamlet in the style of Monty Python. Oh my gosh. It's on YouTube? Yeah, I, I'll send you the link. It's, send it's me a the private link. video. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll have to watch it. I'll You do that, and I'll try to scrounge up some of these pictures because I'm wearing a dress in some of them, yeah. and I, I just remember going on. And I want to say that Jordan was telling me one year that uh, she had Miss Fields. <laughs> she, she, yeah, she was saying that Miss Fields one year showed some of our pictures from that assignment as like yeah. an example. And I'm like, I... I really, really hope to God it wasn't the one of me in a dress. <laughs> Not because I was in a dress, but I just don't think I looked that flattering in it, yeah. to be honest. But it is what it is. I had a lot of fun with that assignment. Yeah, we did too. We did. Um, we put um, uh, a gamer chair on top of a picnic table. And we had um, my, my friend Jackson. He was wearing a hoodie on backwards with the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh my gosh! And he wore a black hoodie to be um, the king, and then the, a red hoodie to be the ghost of my father. <laughs> <laughs> he called me a loser. <laughs> oh my! Gosh. And everybody kept getting my name wrong. They'd be like, oh, "All right, helmet," and I'd be like, "It's not. It's Hamlet." That's very Monty Python. <laughs> There's yeah. a bunch of Monty Python on Netflix now. We've gotten a little off track, but yeah. I mean, oh well. We uh, my phone died. We, we normally look up movies or other media and stuff like this, but I, I wanted to tell you, when we were in Greensboro for the Avett Brothers show, me and Jordan love to go thrifting. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about the cheap bargains, bro. Did you find that Mothman? I, even better, a crystal clear copy of the Mothman prophecies on oh DVD. My God. It was the first, it was the first DVD I saw because anytime we go to a thrift store, I'm like, they got to be selling DVDs or Blu-rays for like yeah. a buck, a buck fifty, and I ended up getting the Mothman Prophecies, and that's the first one I picked up. Opened it up, both discs are in it. They're clean as heck, and I'm like, "Yes, me and Will have to watch this now." And I picked up a couple of the Indiana Jones movies I found on DVD and you know, stuff like that. But I'm, I'd meant to send you a picture of the. Uh, the yeah. Mothman Prophecies DVD. That, that's a find right there. Dude, it was meant to be. <laughs> and I I meant to bring it tonight. I knew I forgot it. We went to this store, and I wish I could remember the name. If I brought it with me, I could tell you. Wait until our next episode, and I'll, 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 I'll name drop this place for you. But it's a really cool store that just sells, like, 
weird, out-of-this-world things. I'm talking you could go in there and buy a necklace made of real human teeth. You could buy a jar with like a preserved fetal pig in it. Like it was just an oddity shop. There was a bunch of weird stuff in it. But I bought a action figure of Bigfoot. Okay. And on the back of the box, it says that based on statistics and data analysis, it is the closest representation of what a Bigfoot would actually look like. And I'm going to start bringing him, and he's going to sit here with us for our shows. Nice. Yeah, I he's, love he's, it. he's going to be a little prop for us. And I meant to bring it tonight to show you. So it's good. it's a cool little figure, but I, I saw it, and I'm like, I'm like, how much is this Bigfoot? She tells like, I'll take it. <laughs> take it. Give it right here. I've got a plan for him. Dude, it was, it was a cool little shop. It had a bunch of weird stuff in it, but I'll bring the Bigfoot for next time. It's a Bigfoot. And we'll have to watch Mothman prophecies at some point. After this, after this episode, I I kind of want to watch The Hills Have Eyes or something, or maybe The Descent, <laughs> talking about caves. Yeah. But I I don't know. All right. If you're gonna take anything from this episode, any advice at all? Yeah. Just don't go to a national park, pretty much at all. Overarching, yeah. Don't 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 go to a national park. Yeah. But if you do, don't be the guy that goes ahead of the group. Yeah. There's there is nothing there for you. You you You're don't have cool. to be the yeah, doesn't make you cool. Doesn't make people like you better. Yeah. Doesn't make me think, holy hell, that guy is a major hiker. I want to be like him. Yeah. Just stick with your group. In fact, it probably makes them think less of you. They're like, what, he doesn't want to like have fun with us yeah i it makes me think of the times i've probably gone too far off the mm. the path and I, i've told you the time we're just i know, I know we've we probably ran long but when when my buddy storm before he shipped off to basic training we went up to the sand cave yeah. and slept in the cave yeah <laughs> and like it's not a it's not a cave like you'd probably think it's it's more of a ginormous boulder that's kind of been hollowed out yeah. so like you can go to the very back of the quote unquote cave and still see the front of the like yeah. it's 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 nothing crazy but like you're definitely not allowed to camp there I don't think <laughs> so like we we stayed there two nights in the pitch black looking it's back now story, oh it is yeah I, I it makes me wish I could remember all the little details just so I could go back and be like well that might have actually been a we might have yeah. been being watched you know what I mean yeah. Gosh, be careful when you go hiking yeah, this summer. Definitely. It starts to warm up. I would up. definitely go in a group. Um, go in a group. Let people know where you're going. All that good stuff. Actually, yeah, that's just good advice. Anytime you go hiking alone or not, just tell people where you're at exactly. and what time you should be back. Exactly. Like, I, I, I can't stress that enough. Like, there's so many like just normal missing person stories start with they didn't tell me where they were going, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. they like to hike, but I just never know where they actually go. But yeah. Be smart. Be safe. Be kind. Be kind. And <laughs> I'll tell you what. A tagline. If we get some, uh, if we get some more reviews, I might just uh, go ahead and make that nice Hamlet video uh, public. Oh my gosh, that would be. We should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
after 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 this, but I, I, from from other people, but I'm sure that they would be fine with it. Oh, I'm I'm sure that that would be pretty cool. But yeah, I hope y'all enjoyed this. I uh, hope it doesn't scare you too bad to so much so that you'll never visit the Great Smoky Mountains ever again. Yeah, Gatlinburg's got to get our money somehow. Exactly. Uh, other than that, just uh, beware the whirling wimpus and <laughs> always, and uh, make sure the Mothman stays in his in his little bunkers, talking to the medium, and make sure you got your finger bones where they're supposed to be. Yeah, beware the goat man. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>